Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to Advent. Can you Woo-hoo! believe it's Advent? I cannot. Um, <laughs> This ridiculous year's almost over. Yay! We're and we're going to still try to celebrate real Christmas. So here we go. Um. <laughs> oh, I have to say something. I was starting right. to looking at Christmas cards today to order. And um, there's so many fun ones, like COVID ones right now yeah. that are really hilarious. But there was like, well, you know, some people do New Year's cards instead of Christmas cards. And there was one New Year's card that says, well, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, and it, it had places for you to put your pictures, you know, but it just says, well, that was weird. And then it says 2021 finally or something on it. It's yeah. really cute. <laughs> I'm like, we never actually look like this. <laughs> and one, we didn't get any family pictures. Huh? We, didn't get any fa- we didn't get any family pictures taken this year. Okay. So ours is like, definitely, I've, I started working on it. It's got like five pictures, but it's just like random pictures from throughout the year. Yeah. It's just random. That's we whatever. Have, but literally, it's only because like one of my best friends is a photographer and she was like, do you want family pictures? And I was like, yes, but she hasn't gotten them back to me yet. So hopefully she'll, I'll get them soon and then we'll have a card. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't want to do a card, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. I yep. also feel like the cards are one of the few things I can still enjoy. I love, yes. I love getting mail. This is well documented on our podcast. Like getting mail makes me so happy and I never get any. Um, so I buy myself things or I like subscribe to magazines just so I can get mail. And um, so getting Christmas cards is like so exciting to me. Like, oh, no. oh, that's the, that's the only reason why I do them. Cause I don't enjoy doing them. But the only reason why I do them is because I enjoy getting other people's cards. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I do. And it is one of the things we can still do this year. So we might as well do it. So anyways, um, on that note, Advent. Um, so any thoughts on what, you might do for Advent this year to make it special? I always read the same. It's not a devotional. It's called Watch for the Light. Have you heard of it? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a collection of writings from like um, like Annie Dillard, C.S. Lewis, Sylvia Plath. It's like a bunch of random, but they're all kind of touching on like either waiting or Christmas or some combination of yeah. those. That's always good. And it's nice to like reread essays and writings every year, you mm-hmm. know, to remember them and you kind of like reinterpret them differently. So that's good. And then I ordered a, um, we have a few advent calendars. Um, Maddie and Penny have like the basic chocolate ones. And then I have the, uh, the Bon Maman mini jam. Yeah. Calendar. So it has like different flavored jams and honey and stuff like that for every day. So we'll all share that because it's like a tiny jar, but it's really fun. You always have tiny jars. I'm very excited about That's it. It's cute. in our office since like October. <laughs> so I'm like ready to open it. Um, yeah. So um, I'm doing a new devotional this year. Um, I went ahead and grabbed um, Tish Oxenrider's new one, um, Shadow and Light. Um, and uh, it what's interesting, she always does a like e-advent book every year that you can you know download online or whatever. Um, but this is the first year she's put one into print. Um, and it's one that you can use year after year. It's not just for this year versus like her e-ones. Um, so it just says December 1st, December 2nd. It doesn't give like the actual like day or whatever. And um, it's just beautiful. Like I haven't really like dug into it yet. Um, but the, just the, the artwork and everything's really pretty on it. So I'm excited. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot about darkness and light. I think a lot of the essays are about that. So 
yeah. I'm excited about that one. So excited to do a new one because I usually do this. I've been doing the same one for a long time. So which excited doing. Um, I, I knew you were going to ask that, and I just like went blank on which one I normally. Do. <laughs> um. Oh, and Boss Camps. And Boss Camp has one. Oh, okay. The meaning of Christmas or something, and it's really good. And she has a kids version. I we will continue to do the kids version. So that's one of our advent calendars. Uh, she has like a Jesse tree. So it's like a, a layout flat pop-up book. And so the tree okay. pops up in the middle. It's a really good one. Like it pops up in the middle and then there's little like boxes in it that you open and it has little flat, really pretty ornaments in it. You put one ornament on the tree a day and there's like a little reading that goes with it for the kids. And then she has a more like longer version of it for adults. And that's the, normally the one I do. I'll continue to do the kids one with the kids because they love it. They love putting each one. And each ornament represents like a different prophecy of Jesus as you put it on the um, on the tree. And it kind of works you through the whole scriptures, um, prophesying Jesus. So we'll, I'll do that one with the kids. And then the kids have like a fun chocolate one too. And then I um, got an espresso one. So I'm very excited. So I, I'll get a new coffee every day in the morning. And then I got a cheese one when I was with you at Aldi. So that's what we'll do in the evening. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I just remembered something I wanted to say and it like flew out of my brain. What was I going to say? You said, what did you say right before an espresso? I was talking about the chocolate calendars um, and then the the Advent Jesse tree with the kids reading. It's fine. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there you go. There's there's our fun Advent traditions. I mean, there, there's other things that like, you know, we usually try to do some fun activities um, throughout the month of December with the kids. What? Uh, I remember we always do the the can't like the purple and two pink and oh uh, advent candle the wreath yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we do that which is really fun and we um yeah we like eat dinner by candlelight like oh that's so fun just like with the one you know the ones that are lit for that week so that's really fun and it's easy to do when it gets dark at like five thirty so yeah yeah exactly exactly so we um but you know normally I, I try to um, playing a, a few fun activities a week during Advent, but a lot of those are probably not going to be happening. And so it's like, I'm going to come up with fun things we can do at home, you know, like roasting marshmallows by the fire and watching Christmas movies and things like that versus, you know, and we do have a drive through light place near us. And so we probably will be, I, I, that's something everybody can still do is go drive and look at lights and stuff. So we're um, definitely putting out uh, inflatables and all of that stuff for the first time ever because it was like, we need some joy. So yes, I agree. We're doing all those things. Um, so. Okay. So posted if we have any other brilliant ideas for Advent. <laughs> so one thing you can do to prepare for Advent is listen to our series. We're doing something a little different this year. Um, so the first year we had the podcast, we went over uh, hope, joy, love, and peace, which are like the pillars of um, the Advent uh, season. Like every week is one of those. Yeah. And, um, then last year we went over like the names of Jesus, just I think four of them. Um, but this year we thought it would be fun to kind of dig into our some of our favorite Christmas carols and hymns and the things that and kind of go into the context and like who they were written by and like why we sing them. So because there's a lot of things that I hear in Christmas carols, and I'm like, what? Like, what are they even saying? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so I'm excited to learn a little bit about this. Yeah. Today we are starting with Oka Emmanuel be really fun and we have a special treat so our yes. friend and patron Aaron Freeman 
is, um, oh yeah, if you want to um, support us on Patreon, we have a link in the show notes. Um, she, <laughs> she is singing each one of these for us. Um, she is yes. an actual singer, not like Rebecca and I, you would not like that. Um, <laughs> and so we are going to kick off every episode with her singing the song. So in just a moment, you will hear that. And then we will get into our discussion of um, O Come Emmanuel. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come thou rod of Jesse, Thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save and give them victory o'er the grave. Rejoice, rejoice, Shall come to thee, O Israel. O come thou day spring from on high, and cheer us by thy drawing nigh. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night And death's dark shadows put to flight Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to thee O Israel, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Wow, Erin's singing is really something. Um, she has such a beautiful voice. I'm so glad that she recorded that for us. Um, so, Rebecca, yes. other, other than Erin Freeman, who is your favorite version of O Come Emmanuel? So, I really like the Civil Wars version. Have you listened to the Civil Wars version? No. It's so good. It's very, it, it, it's mostly, it's, I, I think it's acoustic, or at least the version that I listened to the other day is acoustic. And it's just their harmonies are very haunting together. And so that like 
kind of is the feel of the song to me. So I don't like versions of Okemokanumi Manual that are peppy because the song is not a peppy song. It's supposed to be kind of dark and haunting. And so I like, I don't want a speed sped up version of it or like a peppy version of it. Um, I want it to feel like dark um, and, and, and like this, like kind of angsty. So those are my favorite versions. So I like the Civil War one and I like Sufjan Stevens version too. Mm. Those are my favorite versions, I think. You hear what about you? I don't what? like the song. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's so off-brand for me, which I hate when people say that. But, like, you would just think that I would like, like, the dark, dramatic. So I don't like this song. So I don't have a favorite version. I oh, mean, that's like, funny. I like it. Like, it's fine. But oh, I see, it's, I, it's, like, in my top five, if not my top two or three. Um, I love this song. I don't it, know. It gives me lots of feelings, so. Yeah, I, I <laughs> not my favorite, so I don't have a favorite version. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just, like, not, you know, you'll find out what my favorite is as we move along, Advent. Okay. <laughs> it is funny to me, though, that it's not your favorite, because it's very melancholy. Like, I would think that you would like it, so. It feels like manufactured melancholy when I think like just when like not that we're going to church this year and singing together, probably not. Actually maybe we are outside which will be miserable. But um it's, it's gonna be so cold. But um, I don't know. I just I don't know what it is. I'll think about it as we're talking. Well, I mean, it, the words are great and like I, I like the lyrics. It's just like it just feels like so dramatic. <laughs> oh so tell us how you really feel about that well it's funny that you say manufacturer because it was literally written in like the ninth century so it's super old i mean i don't mean like the song itself i mean like when we sing it it's like okay here's the dark depressing song go it just feels very like you know i don't know Oh, see, and that's my, that's how I feel about Oka, uh, Come All You Faithful. I feel like that song is just like overdone and used too much. Uh-huh. And it, like, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to sing that anymore. It also really irritates me that we say Israel when no one set, pronounces it that way at, at any other time. But then when we sing it, we say Israel. That drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell COVID's getting to me? Okay. So, however, <laughs> this is a very fascinating song. So why... Um, yes. So it was written in the ninth century. Well, so the so the the the, the original Latin words were written in the ninth century, and they don't really know who wrote it. It was like it was probably just a monk or a nun from the ninth century. Um, and if you just a little bit of like Catholic history, um, traditionally the seven days at towards the end of Advent, leading up to Christmas Eve, um, there would be a set of prayers that were sung um, during Vespers every day, which is like the evening prayers. Um, they're called the O's. And so it's, it's their prayers that start with like some kind of O. So this is O come, O come, Emmanuel. And this is kind of one of the ones that have, has stuck with us um, as, and become more culturally a uh, Christmas song. I mean, but there are seven, seven O oh. Vesper songs. Are there and, any other ones that we sing? I can't, I, not ones that you would know. I mean, you can go, you can go look up the O's um, and it would show up, but, um, but yeah, so there, so historically it's an, it's supposed to be an Advent song because those seven days leading up to Christmas, there would be a different, 
different one. And so, and another way you can tell that it's a, a Advent song is that there's nothing about the nativity is said in this, um, oh. in this song. There's nothing about the nativity. So most of it is, is prophecy, you know, the rod of Jesse, the key of David, it, it, every verse is a different prophecy of Jesus. And so it, it's meant to mimic so that time period between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, those 450 years in there, you know, Israel just sat and waited for the Messiah. And there was a lot of waiting and confusion. And I think that the song is supposed to like mimic that. And so they would just constantly go over the prophets and wait. And that's the point of the song. Um, so it doesn't actually talk about, you know, the birth of Jesus. It's, yeah. it's all the stuff leading up to it. But anyway, so it was originally... Um, a Latin song. And in the 19th century, um, a Anglican priest, his name was John Mason Neal. Um, he was just one day going through some old ancient hymnal poetry books and he came across it um, and fell in love with it. And um, he, that, that's the version that he brought from that, that he wrote with that um, is what we sing today. But, I mean, there's been some alterations to it, obviously, and, we, and a couple of for the, the last two verses were added later. Um, when um, some other hymn writers um, put hymn, hymnals together, they added a couple. But the the version that we sing is mostly from him. He also, interesting fact, wrote "Good King Wenceslas," which is one of my other favorite songs. Wrote what? "Good King Wenceslas." I don't know that song. What? Mm. Oh, it's a Christmas song. You, you've heard the beat. I can't sing, so I'm not going to sing it for you, but you'll just have to go Google it. The, the music, I know, it's like in almost every Christmas movie. The beat to the Good King Wenceslaus is... Um, Good King Wenceslaus on the Feast of Stephen. Yeah. But anyways, that's one of my other favorite Christmas hymns. Um, it's very British. Like we don't sing a lot in America. It's a very British hymn. It's an, an you know a, a British Anglican um, hymn. But anyways, he was also the writer of that one. That's I can't believe you don't know Greg Wenceslas. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, it, it's one of my favorites. Anyways, he wrote that one as well. Um, but um, the interesting backstory about him though is so he was an Anglican priest and scholar, but he lived in the Madeira Islands near Africa. There's like a group of islands right off um, the coast of Africa. And he established an orphanage, a school for girls. He had a ministry to reclaim prostitutes out of um, that lifestyle. And he, when he found this song, he felt like it was the perfect song to do with them. Um, he, so that's the first time it was ever really played in the form that we have it now was played in that setting um, to like what he considered the lowest of society. So it was this idea of um, the, this uh, portraying this angst of a people waiting on a savior. So yeah. he felt like that really went with the group that he worked with as just their, the, the life that they lived and how they just were, were, were waiting for, for um, a savior. They were waiting to be saved. Um, and so that's where um, the song really kind of took the form that it is now. Okay. So it helps me love the song even more. Um, Maybe to, like it more. I yeah. like See, what I get from the song when I listen to it, every time I hear it, I think why it pulls at me emotionally is because it's almost like this, like begging 
there's almost like if it's sung properly, like I the vers- versions that I like, it's very slow. And it's like, it's like they're like the, the singer is begging or the person who wrote the song is begging for God to appear in the midst of darkness. So if you like look at the words, you know, the, fir- the first verse, O come, O come, Emmanuel and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the son of God appear. And then the next verse is, O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell, thy people save and give them victory over the grave. And then the next verse, O come, thou day spring from on high, and cheer us by thy drawing nigh. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. So it's like this definite, like just continuous in every verse of God breaking through darkness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I, I think when it's sung in a way that it's begging God to appear in the midst of darkness, that's where it, the song affects me the most. Um, that's why I don't like it when it's upbeat, upbeat and peppy, because I don't think that's the way it was supposed to. Yeah. I mean, the next verse is, I close the path to misery. Um, you know, like it, there's just this, this, this knowing that the world is broken and it's dark and we need God to appear. And that Emmanuel obviously means God with us. Mm-hmm. So. Well, maybe that's the perfect one for this year. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I definitely think that I know I was thinking about it when I was thinking about this song. And I think the first time when <laughs> Aaron sent the song to me, the first, it went to, to see if we liked it and wanted to use that version. Um, I think why it brought tears to my eyes was be, and not just because she's a beautiful singer, because she is, but, and not just because the r- arrangement was wonderful, but it's, it's this, I just think that I just feel so much darkness and gloom. And I'm just so hoping that Advent is a light in that. Like that's really what I've been praying for and thinking about the past few weeks is I just, I want, I want Advent to be a light in the darkness. Early, and like you want, yeah. 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 And so I think that's why the song is meaningful to, I mean, it's always meaningful to me, but I think that's why it's more meaningful to me right now. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. This is a tough, tough year. Yeah. But I hope maybe and just giving, and I'm sorry I had such a, there's a thing going on on TikTok right now called No Nuance November where people are just like saying their spicy opinions with no nuance and they're just like garbage the end. And like, I just did that with this. So I'm sorry if I offended any. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think, I think everybody could have their, everybody has their favorites and their least favorite songs. And, and I What's think that. my least favorite? It's not my least favorite. My least, you want to know what my least favorite Christmas song is? The one about Christmas shoes. <laughs> We're like, I'm spicy I, I don't, I know. I don't like that one either. It's awful and like the fish plays christmas music all like all december so i'll like listen to it and they always play that song and like can y'all stop playing that terrible song like when mama meets jesus tonight like you know my again i don't like that one either um but like my least favorite i think of old old christmas carols i hate the 12 days of christmas why because you can't remember (laughs) no because it's like it's like the Christmas version of 10,000 bottles of beer on the wall or whatever. Like, it's just like, it, I just don't like the concert repeating. That's just a personality. <laughs> but I do have a lot of Christmas girls that I do really love. And, um, and, and I was thinking about it. I think maybe different years, different songs I love more than others. Does that make sense? I mean, I think I have the ones that are my all time favorites, but I think that kind of depending on what's happening, that advent different songs or, important to me for different reasons yeah for sure just like 
scripture or anything else. Like, yeah. yeah. So here's a fun question. What's your favorite Christmas album? Ooh. Um, I really like the one Lauren Daigle made. Oh, I love it too. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite because I like different people for different songs. Like I don't yes. always like one person, but I mean, probably like something classic like Frank Sinatra or something, I guess. Or Lord yeah. Michael, not classic. What about you? Um, I, I, my classic is by far and away being Crosby's. Oh yeah. 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 But the, the picture of him, his face on the front. Um, White Christmas is in it. That all of that. So that's definitely my favorite classic. I would say Lauren Daigle's up there. Um, do you know um, the Christian singer Bebo Norman? No. Okay, so he was really popular. Um, you would have late nineties um, and early two thousands. He was very pivotal um, in like when I, you know, I became a Christian at the end of high school going into college. And so his music is, is indicative to that time period to me. So I think I'm kind of sentimental about it, but he, um, he quit music. Like he had a couple of really popular albums then quit and decided to do something else with his life. He just didn't want the fame or whatever. I don't know really what the story is. I mean, he's not on social media or anything like he like literally went off the grid, but he has a Christmas album, um, that I think is fantastic. And we still listen to it every year. Um, so that's kind of my, my random one. But yeah, I thought, I thought Lauren Daigles, we actually went and saw her um, last Christmas. I don't know, probably it may have been one of the last concerts I ever went. No, I went to Johnny's Swim in like January. Anyways, but last Christmas, um, Lauren Daigle played at the Roxy at the Battery. And we saw it, it, was her, it was her whole Christmas album. And it was fantastic. So yeah, it is a good album. I'm trying to think. I know if, if y'all have any suggestions, leave them on our Instagram because I'm always looking for Christmas albums. I get... Like I listen to Christmas music pretty much nonstop. Like all me day. too. I get really tired of like you know. Yeah. You wanted to switch it up a little bit. I love Martina McBride. I don't listen to country music really, but I just love her voice and I. Love I do too. Album. It's really good. That yeah. one's good. I think I I have a little set, and this was just back to high school for me. I love Mariah Carey's Christmas album. It's super <laughs> cheesy. I know that's super cheesy. And it's like, yeah, everybody does, whatever. I, I still have that one still sentimental to me because I can remember, you know, being a teenager and belting out that one. Um, and then um, I love Sufjan Sufjan Stevens. I mean, all of his Christmas albums are good. And um, and David and I have a, have a soft spot for the Pentatonix Christmas albums too. We like those. So. They're yeah. so good. Like, I feel they're like ma- kind of one of those, like, no-brainer, like... Yeah, their Mary Did You Know is, like, one of my favorite um, I like, um, do you know Josh Gear? I think it's Gerald's or Gerald's. Do you know him? Uh-uh. He's a Christian singer, but he kind of, like, he reminds me a little of, like, Bon Iver, I guess. Like, he, Oh, I love Bon Iver. He's a little, uh... He's not as like throaty and cigarette voice, but he <laughs> sort of like, I don't know, like for some reason it reminds me of him, but he has an album, a Christmas album called, um, I think it's called The Light Came Down. It's really good, but it's, it's like not traditional. It's like he kind of like, so if I'm in the mood for that, where like, I'm just like, yeah, I don't have a manufactured feeling of a traditional rendition yeah. of the song and I want to like look at I it, agree. I like to listen to that. That may be what I don't like about Oklahoma Manuel. That may be what I was trying to say. Like, I feel like I don't get the full, I, I don't know. 
I feel like I should like the song. It like bothers me that I don't. I'm like trying to. Well, and most people, most people don't don't mess with the melody of it. Um, there are a couple of people that I was listening to, and I was listening to all these different versions the other day, and like there are some Christmas songs that I like it when people mess like mess with it. I think that one of those ones, I think it's just so old and so ancient that people are weary of like messing with it. So you just hear the same version um, because it's it, it the beat to it is just, it's just an ancient hymn. It's almost like, a, it's almost like a chant. And so it's hard to like, you know, like I'm from a monastery or whatever. So it's kind of hard to, to like spice it up, if you will. So, because yeah. then it kind of ruins the meaning of the song. So, so maybe it's just not unique enough for you. <laughs> I also don't like when non-Christians sing Christian songs at Christmas. What? Well, like, do you, like I'm not saying they shouldn't or like yeah. anything like that. I'm just saying that personally, I feel like there's no heart in it if like you don't if you're not a Christian and you're singing like Oh Holy Night, it's like okay, like what does that mean to you? Nothing. I oh, so I can see that side. I view it as there's so much deep theological truths, truth and truths in these songs that I'm going with that them singing it. Hopefully, that digs down deep somewhere in somebody's heart. So, like, let's say, like, I think about this every time I watch the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting. So, you know, and they have like famous pop stars and like whoever's hot in, in that year. You know, they have that that sing the songs, and I'm like. I think in my head and everybody's listening and everybody's singing along in the crowd. And it's like the only time that I feel like the church kind of seeps into culture in a way that it doesn't the rest of the year. And I'm like, it always strikes me that like thousands and thousands of people are standing around a Christmas tree with, you know, the Backstreet Boys or something and that aged me. Um, let me think of somebody else, <laughs> BTS or something. And they're sitting around and they're singing Oh Holy Night. Like, and there's just crowds and crowds and crowds singing about Jesus. Whenever does that ever happen? Yeah. You know? And I so... Know. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like normally I'm the Grinch, but it has turned the other way around. <laughs> I am a Grinch this year. I really am. I'm trying not to be. Like I know. I have my Grinchy moments. I'm just, I don't know what it is. I think, I think like when I'm feeling the way I feel, which is not like we all are feeling kind of like run down and just like crappy. And like, I don't think anyone's really like expecting a lot out of Advent, you know, like we're hoping, but I don't think we're expecting it to, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it makes me more cynical toward like manufactured feeling. So anytime I, you know, it's like, yeah. Even toward like, oh, what's going to happen? I'm going to open my tiny jam and be like, oh my God, like it's going to like make Jesus. Like, it's like, I'm just like really, I'm just cynical. I don't know. Yeah, you're very cynical. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. No, it's usually me. I'm usually sitting in that boat. And I I mean, dude, I've already, I've already yelled at the Christmas tree today. Normally we don't, um, we don't um, uh, decorate until after Thanksgiving. I have like a real like, opinion about that um but we have family coming down coming in and just my brother just fyi nobody at me it's just my brother and his kids we're not having a massive get together but they're coming in um just for a couple days later in the week and so normally i would do it the week weekend after thanksgiving but they're here at the back half of the week instead of the front half of the week so i want to take the next few days to like start working on it but our Christmas tree is not working and I knew it wasn't working when I put it away last year, but I didn't want to deal with it. So now I'm having to deal with it. I'm like, I have to 
having to get rid of it, go get a new tree. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know the difference between all the furs. Like, anyways, so <laughs> I just had a moment with the trees. Oh, yeah. You know, because there's all these choices, and I'm like, and they they mimic real trees because we do a fake tree because David's allergic in quotation marks, and so. Um, <laughs> I because I grew up with a real tree and I have a real like it's you know we all compromise marriage so that that was one of my compromises and so I um I I'm like looking at all these trees at Home Depot and I'm just like I just want it to be up already so I have my you know Grinchy moments had a Grinchy moment this morning like I just want it to be up so I can enjoy it so yeah yeah I don't like the process I think Christmas feels kind of like this is the reason I don't like my birthday because I feel like everyone's like, are you having a great day? Are you really happy? Are you having the best day ever? There's like expectations yeah. on you to feel a certain way. And I feel yeah. that about Christmas, which like irritates me because I feel like I can't, it's hard to actually connect with Jesus when there's like these expectations on being like, yeah. but then especially this year when everyone's like panic started, like, I mean, I have some, it's funny. It's like cracking me up. Like people on social media, like I have this one friend who's like very unapologetically decorating for Christmas. And every day she just posts a picture of her like smiling next to some ridiculous decoration she just put up. And it's like hilarious, but it's like, I feel like we're all like Christmas will save me. And I'm just over here. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, I think that it feels like I have to be so happy. We're going to be so excited about Christmas. We're going to fix this year. And it's like, I just don't, I don't know. Like I'm cynical. Sorry. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it's going to episode. This is terrible. I mean, I know like this is a Christian life is like having seasons where you're just like, I don't think you're not, you're not cynical about Jesus. You're cynical about all the other stuff, you know, and I think it's okay. And, um, and I think, you know, it's not going to fix everything, but hopefully it brings a little bit of light and joy. So I think, I think just like seeing it for what it is versus like making it like it's going to save everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I would like to say that 20, I would like to say I'm going to celebrate the end of 2020 and I was going to be so excited in January, 20, January 1st, 2021, everything's going to be better. It's not, it's not, it's not going to get better in the next four or five weeks. It's not, um, there's hope on the horizon horizon, but like January 1st is not going to change. We're going to start 2021 kind of where we are right now. And so I want to, you have, we have to hold it loosely, but like hopefully over the next four weeks, we can at least get a little bit of like sense of hope and light, you know? So, but it's not going to fix everything. We're not going to have Christmas and everything's going to be better. So. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you can't report this seriously. No. <laughs> Why? I, feel like I think it's a- awesome. No, I think it's great. I don't want to be fake. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we are, um, we've got three more of these, then we're just going to go into some of our songs. Are yeah, so yeah, so, um, because I want people to kind of be thinking about what their favorite versions are because I would love to hear from people on social media and tell yeah. us what their favorite versions because I'd love to hear new Christmas music. So, um, we're gonna do, um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing mm-hmm. and, um, which has some really great theology. And I think a lot of people only. It is culturally, I think a lot of people only play the um, melody of that song and don't get into the verses. There's some great theological verses in that song. Um, And uh, Silent Night and um, Oh Holy Night, which I think is both of our favorite. So um, I'm excited. That one, talk about deep theology. That one's... I love that one so much. Me too. Um, So 
yeah, I'll put some, I'll try to find some good versions. Yeah. And I, I'd love to hear people's like offbeat versions. I mean, obviously Celine Dion's Holy Night is amazing. Okay. We all get it. Like, but you know, like there's got to be other versions that I have out a there. couple offbeat versions. Well, not like that offbeat, but like. But like people that I might not have heard of that I'd love to hear their versions yeah. or whatever. So for sure. So. Well, happy Advent. Happy Advent. You're Rebecca Pete or Rebecca Cochran at the moment. Um, <laughs> you are welcome and loved, and we're just going to work yes. through it together. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Over okay. Trees. Lighter candles. Yep. Okay. Everybody enjoy. All right. Bye. Bye. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. <laughs>